What's going on? This is Ego Otra Vez, bringing you another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. My co-host today is not my cousin Dan, and we have a very special guest today from the podcast known as Parental Advisory with Leah Berman. We have the very funny, very fantastic comedian, Leah Berman. The topic for today's show will be very special episodes. As always, head on over to theflowrollpodcast.com so you can see all our content and shop at our store. You get yourself a nice mug, maybe a throw pillow, and support the podcast at the same time. When you get a chance, make sure you go find us on Instagram as The Flow Roll. It was really good to talk to people who are just so smart, so well-spoken. Not my cousin Dan, he's always smart, um, of course. But it was really good to talk to Leah Berman and kind of see her insights. And Leah Berman has an education on this very subject. So it was really kind of enlightening. And I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you guys do too. And so here's the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. This is Edgar Otra Vez with my co-host... Not my cousin Dan, and our very special guest, the fantastic comedian, Leah Berman, who is also the host of her own podcast, Parental Advisory, with Leah Berman. Hello, Leah. How you doing? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing okay. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on a very special episode about very special episodes. Thank yes. You for having me because I always feel like I have people on my podcast and they're like, we'll have you on our podcast. And then they don't put me on their podcast. I have a very special visitor with me today. This is my very special son, Jackson. Well, hello, hello, hello. Jackson. Hey, Jackson. Hang out with me when I'm doing a podcast. There you go. Outstanding. And Edgar. How's it hello. going? You want to tell them what you're doing? And that's how you have it. There that's you go. the way it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And you really love cars, right? Yes. You love cars. So, you love so, talking so, about and, cars. And, and, then, and, then, and then one of All right. Thanks. Thanks for the update. What an attention to detail. What what a Seriously. smart young man. Yeah. Like, look at all that. He like, remembered who went first and all that stuff. I don't think I ever got that detailed in imagination land ever. Got cars, talking about cars, car, any kind of car, how fast cars go. And this is not something that I put on him at mm -hmm. all. Like yeah. he just got really into cars. That's because he's a little dude. Yeah. He's, he's got yeah. testosterone in that body. So I mean, <laughs> and some kids are really into sports and he's into all sorts of different things. Yeah. Cars, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's really because I don't know anything about uh, cars. Uh -huh. Nothing. So, so like, like learning along with him. Like oh, with oh. your kids, with your kids, guys. How much time do you spend where they, I mean, they'll, about the things that they're interested in, they will just, yip, dip, 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 dip. and how, how much of your life do you spend doing exactly this? Oh, really? 
Well, that, that sounds so? amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I tell you I could care. Well, for now you are. Give it another couple of years. I could care less. (laughs) (laughs) I try, I try real hard to be interested, but I understand what you're saying. It's, it's, you just, sometimes you just can't. Oh, my, my, my boy, his, his, his reason for existing, his raison d'etre is video games and very, Always, always, it, always. I mean, there have been other things he went through certain phases, but the yeah. this common thread of video games and like I used to be really into video games. At, at one point I wrote for a video game magazine. And then at some point I it's like I woke up one morning and I was just like, I do not care anymore. Yeah. And then the boy came along and the boy got really interested in video games and God help me, I tried because it used to be something that I loved. You know, I tried, I tried so hard to actually be interested in it because I don't want to be fake for the boy, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I can't, I oh, help me. I can't do it. There is not, I don't know what's wrong with me I, or if I'm just an old man, but I mean, there's not a video game that I can play for more than like 20 minutes without being bored out of my skull. I have not point. played a video game in... 20-something years. Oh, wow. I think I played a video game like three days ago. I actually have a theory that you're either with a video game guy or a not video game guy. Not, <laughs> not video game guy. And just, by I, I don't care. You just are yeah. or you're not. Yeah, yeah I don't think there's any middle ground. There I is no middle there, ground. There doesn't seem to be. In my experience, there's no middle ground. It's Either you're so into it that right. it, it your yeah. life revolves around right. it, mm-hmm. or you couldn't care less. But there's nobody. Are, yeah, my girlfriends that are married to video game guys, they're like, "Oh, it's video games," and I'm like, <sighs> "See, yeah. I I try my best not to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy who's like, hold on, hold on, I, I'll I'll throw out the trash. I'm just I'm playing this video game and I'm passing this level. I don't want to be that guy. So uh-huh. I I haven't played games like that in a long time." And, but actually I try to stay on the games that I know that I can leave. I'm not getting immersed in one of these. All right. Games. Yeah. Right. I don't want that. Yeah. This is going to ruin my marriage. You know no, there, I mean? There are games and actually games that I used to love. There's a game called Katamari Damashi. I don't know if you are familiar with this or not, Uh-oh. but the whole, it's a very Japanese game and it, it, the whole point of the game is you roll around the, you start off and you're like little teeny tiny guy and you roll around this little sticky ball and you're rolling around the room and, and you have a goal. You have to get enough stuff to stick to the sticky ball until <laughs> it's a certain size. Right. That's the whole game. But there's, there, you get to the end of the game. I mean, there's a level, the last level takes half an hour. That sounds and like- if you screw it up, if you don't get it big enough within the half an hour time limit, Oh, you just got to keep doing it again, half an hour at a time. And I, I can't do it. I can't do that. Like I, I beat the game, but it's like, I, I can't, I'm sorry. I'm not going to get into a level that I know I'm going to have to make a half an hour time commitment, or I have to start it all over again. I'm not doing that anymore. To me, I don't mean you know? to be that person, but it does sound like a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a half an hour more 
off of my ever increasingly short lifespan. Also, you know? like, well, like I just got this, uh, you know, I mean, it's not the same, but like, I just got a half hour, like deep tissue cupping thing. And that was like a half hour. And that's all I could spare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Like, yeah. At a half hour. Right. Well, I mean, you, you have kids. I mean, you can't, you. My point, like, yeah. and, and even when your kids are older, like you get your time back. Yeah. Mm. There's, uh, there's very little that I do anymore. Yes. Uh, that it does not it provide value. It's like I, I consider my time to be the most valuable thing. Money is great. You know, I, I like I like money, but the most valuable thing that I have that I will never be able to get again is time. time. And yeah. so so when when it's like, well, you, you, no, you really got to put like four hours in, at a row into a game. It's like, oh, well, that's a game I'm not playing. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm not doing that. Yeah. It's hard to with like things you watch, like there are commitment, like we, it's really hard for us. I mean, my kid is younger, so I like, I know that comes with like, you know, my kid is younger, so I'm exhausted, you know, mm-hmm. like, we, we try to like watch things and like, we, we were late to the crown. Okay. It was, like, <laughs> I know it was like amazing. And I would totally love it once it gets to the Diana part, but the like investment, I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I can't do it. Like, no, no. perfect. Like eight episodes. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, and uh, thankfully there aren't that many shows like this anymore. You know, there aren't too many Grey's Anatomies out there where it just keeps going I don't forever and ever. And if you're going to get into it, you need to make a commitment for like 800 episodes. Hell no. Grey's Anatomy anymore. I broke up with it. You have to. (laughs) I did. I I never got into it. I don't know. I don't understand. My sister-in-law, if she's watching this, my sister-in-law or listening to it, my sister-in-law absolutely still watches it. And I give her such props. I'm like, good for <laughs> yeah. you. Wait a minute. Is that still on the air? Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yes. Really? I, I don't even know. They're all I'm... on t- on a very special grade. They're all special. <laughs> They're all special. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's loop back. So we're going to talk, we're going to talk about very special episodes, which was a phenomenon in like the seventies and eighties. I don't I think it's. Mid eighties, early nineties. Maybe into the early nineties. I know there, cause there were some very special episodes of like all in the family and Maud and stuff that you get into the seventies, but it was a huge deal. Like every season of every sitcom had a very special episode where they dealt with some kind of sensitive thing, yeah. uh, some kind of, maybe even scandalous topic or at the time it's sensitive topic right yes. where you and a lot of these like if we were to watch it now it would be like what why are you why you got the kid gloves on you know like and like let me just let me preface also by saying like and i don't mean to like toot my own horn here but, <laughs> um, I was a film and television major at um, oh. university. Oh, that's okay. And um, well, I did my uh, thesis on All in the Family, and oh. and it's important to know that in the eighties and nineties, these very special episodes were happening during family hours, so they were like family centered, like right. 
very special episodes. Whereas like the seventies, I feel like it was like not so much prime time family hour. Like, so it was like sure. talking about a little bit more like all the family was more political. Right. And I think this is actually a really, really good point of reference is look at how much television. And, and I mean, we can't even really call it television anymore, but like, like look at how much entertainment has changed. So it, it, things have gone from when broadcast was king to you had, you had your, your programming slots and, you know, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. was like for, for a while that was super prime time. And I mean, it would shift around. It would become Thursday night or well, it would, remember TGIF. Right. Oh, yeah, and then, TGIF, yeah. And then, uh, you know, ABC came around with TGIF. So all of their family friendly programming was one big, massive block. Like from house and perfect and, strangers. And, yep. Um, uh, family matters. Family matters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and there were a couple others that came and went that didn't last. There was some show with Heather Locklear in there. And um, what was that? Golden Girls was on there or something. Golden Girls was on. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a block because they were half hours. So right. it was a full house, but, but the last half hour was a little bit racier. Because it, it the last half hour came on at like 930, mm-hmm. right? And right. so they would get a little racy. But, uh, you know, I, it, it's interesting because I did go back. I watched some of these episodes because I remember them. And it's, it's funny because Edgar doesn't remember these things at all. Which blows my mind because I have vivid memories of oh, watching them. It, yeah. it was a phenomenon. I mean, it well, was. remembering the commercial tonight on yeah. a very special Blossom. Yeah. Really? Right. Yeah, oh, exactly. I don't, I don't even remember the commercials. Next, oh, yeah. Next week on a very special Blossom. Next week on a very special Family Times. And, and I mean, they, and they would have like, because I would notice it. I don't know if most people would, but they, they would always do those promos for next week on Family Ties. Yeah. And then they would bring in a different voice actor with, with like the movie phone guy's voice next week on a very special episode. Yeah. So, so that you knew, you yeah. knew it was going to be serious. The tone totally changed. Mm-hmm. So then like, which ones are you thinking like of Dan okay. in particular? Okay. So for, for me, the first... Uh, I, I remember like all of them because for some reason it was like, it was just such a big deal when one of these would come on. I felt almost like obligated to watch it. Back up. How old are you? 42. Okay. And I'm 41. Okay. So we're the same. Okay. 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 <laughs> I wonder if it has something to do with age. Cause I'm older. Well, than I'm you wondering. Are. I am yeah. wondering. And you're, you're only three years older. I'm 45. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But were you watching full house? Yes, I was. Okay. Okay. I, wa- I watch and Full I House. Watch I- yeah, I just so, don't. I mean, I remember the, the only one I remember like this is the Dudley episode. That that. Yeah, and that's the one I was going to go to. Are you talking about, about the bike store? The bike, the bike shop episode yeah. of Different Strokes. You said yes. one word, Dudley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Not talk about this before. Yeah. No. Exactly. And that that episode. The, and everybody remembers it's the episode where Dudley gets molested yeah. on different strokes. And uh, I feel like it, it that's probably like the highest profile one of these because somebody got molested, you know, <laughs> like that's which, which for the 1980s, it didn't happen on camera. Mm-hmm. Right. But like for the 1980s, 
that's some pretty heavy duty stuff to put on TV. Now, you know, of all the things, that's the only one I remember. And that's the one I that really kind of scares the crap out of me when I was a kid. When I was a kid and I heard that, that someone did something to that kid. No, I was just like, what? Because what scares me is the Webster one. Do you guys remember the show Webster? I remember Webster. I remember Webster, sure. Number one, BB Chick Hicks. Holy canoodles. <laughs> um, we, have a, we have a new race winner. Is that what happened? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, uh-huh. Webster, there was a fire. Yeah, Webster burned down the house. He burned down the house. Or, well, actually, they were living and in an apartment, but so he burned funny. it down. We're, we're house hunting and we got sent a listing, and the listing had a dumbwaiter elevator. Oh, really? And I was like, Oh hell no! No, because, no, because we'll burn, burn the house. house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so I had read, and I don't, I don't know how true this is, but I had read the whole reason that they shot that episode was because they wanted they wanted the family to move out of that apartment into a single family home because it's easier to shoot that. It's easier to get exterior okay, shots I it was just because you know fire safety and you know i i almost hope i almost hope the whole the Do whole motivation the house down what you remember how he burned the house down oh gosh uh no actually i don't got a science kit as <gasps> as a present and he did a, a chemistry set. set like a chemistry, chemistry set, set. Like a chemistry and he made an explosion and he made an explosion and he I- made I I watched that show. I don't remember. I don't remember Webster too well. I don't remember Punky Brewster too well. The one oh, I, I remember well is Give Me a Break. Oh, I loved Give Me a Break with Nell yeah. Carter. With Nell Carter. Yeah. She was Yeah, awesome. Give Me a Break. I'm sure there were some very special episodes of Give Me a Break. I just don't remember them. I don't remember them either. But that that show dealt with a lot of a, a lot of issues that yes. I mean, I think that show was definitely on the racier side of things especially for the 80s mm-hmm. um but i i feel like the, the the whole concept of the very special episode informed the whole genre of sitcoms after it because sitcoms got a lot more serious on an episode to episode basis in the 90s yeah like i think like full house like there were certain episodes that I don't know that they were considered like very, spe- there was a very special episode DJ sure. and drunk driving, but mm-hmm. there were other special episodes that weren't dubbed special, but they were that, you know, um, I'm, I'm thinking of like when they addressed that her mother died or like, right. Yeah. They like address like certain, certain things were happening. Like, for girls like she gets her period you know mm-hmm. it wasn't like a special episode but they were like adult themes yeah that yeah. were centered around the family so you could talk about it in a safe way right right and uh so so we have the dudley gets molested episode which was i mean it's rough it was jarring and yeah. then there, there's another different strokes very special episode where uh it's so silly. Like you go and watch the episode and especially as an adult, you know, I'm watching this episode and I'm like, none of this even re- resembles reality. There's an episode 
where Arnold decides he's going to be an investigative reporter for the school newspaper. And this is grade school, mind you. This is like sixth grade, right? He decides he's going to be an investigative reporter for the school newspaper. And he catches wind of this story about drug dealing, like drugs being dealt in the school. And he sets up a meeting with the drug dealer. I know what you're talking about. And the drug, the drug dealer is another kid, just yeah. another kid in, in the, the class. Hallway. And he's right in the hallway yeah, or the playground. It was in the playground behind right, right, the school. Right, 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 right. right? And, the, and the kid is selling uh, pills. I'm assuming, you know, he's selling like his parents pills, basically. And then Nancy Reagan comes to the class <laughs> and gives a speech about how bad drugs are. Well, it was and the whole thing is disingenuous off. because like, like, you look into Nancy Reagan. She was no teetotaler. I, you know, anyway, like, but it, it was, it's one of those things where like, I can go back and watch the Dudley very special episode and still be I, kind of creeped out and be kind of creeped out and be like, you know, this is, it's not poorly done. Let's say. No. Right. And you go back and you watch the Nancy Reagan episode of different strokes. And it's just like, have has nobody on this show bought drugs, been around drugs, or done drugs? Because none of this rings true to reality. Did different yeah. strokes start it then? Did different strokes start the very special episode, or did All in the Family start? I think it was All in the Family. Where... I mean, All in the Family had a lot of firsts, okay? Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think it was All in the Family where it... By All in the Family. I think she, there was an episode where uh edith almost gets raped right oh, that's a bad episode <gasps> yeah what and that, well, i can't yeah. that was I a did. that was a two-parter i yeah. did not watch uh, all in the family i may i'm wondering maybe if my parents kept me from watching these all special you know these very special episodes it, it's possible I don't, I don't remember any of these all i don't the remember- family had like also just like crazy first like they were the first tv to ever um have the sound of a toilet flushing <laughs> right. are you kidding yeah and all in the family the whole point of that show was to make a family sitcom that was provocative and and, and stepped uh, every episode was written to step outside of the boundaries of the comfort zone of tv yeah. and done through the context of the traditional tv sitcom right. about I, a family I feel like you're right like they started without saying it's yeah so they right yeah the and uh all in the family is kind of a work of art oh um it's a masterpiece it's yeah but i think i think realistic that that episode where edith almost gets raped is probably the first very special episode and then you get into these 80s various like there's the the family ties episode Actually, there are two Family Ties very, very special episodes. Oh, yeah. But there's, there's the episode of Family Ties where Tom Hanks plays, uh, what is it, Uncle Uncle yeah. Ned? I think it is Uncle, Uncle Ned. Ned. Yeah. Oh, family and Ties Michael Keaton. Yeah. Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah. Uh, well, so Family Ties is Michael Keaton. Tom Hanks is in, in a, a guest stars in an episode. He plays Uncle Ned, right. who's a drunk. And... And he he's an alcoholic, and at at a, at some point he gets drunk and he punches Alex right in the face, and that was definitely one of the very special episodes. And that's one of the episodes where, I mean, they it got a little bit melodramatic, but it didn't it it wasn't 
weird and over the top. A lot of these very special episodes are weird and over the you top. Know which one wasn't weird or over the top is um, and I don't know if you remember this. It's um, the Seavers. Um, now growing like, pains, growing, growing pains, pains. Yes, and and the daughter um, is dating uh, Chandler. What's his name? Oh, oh, uh, uh, Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry. Matthew Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Sandy. They're like so in love and like he's going to like pick her up on a date. And he was in he had a few beers and he was in a car accident and he's in the hospital. And like she hears that he was in the, and like it's all about drunk driving and like it's. Yeah. Subtle and not over the top and scared the living shit out of me. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, I'm starting to remember that one because I was a growing pains junkie. Okay. And like, um, it's like every, you don't even expect it until like the last two minutes of the episode where she's just like waiting to get picked up by Sandy. And her dad is like, uh, that was, you know, that was the hospital. That was Sandy's mom. You know, Sandy's been in a car accident. He was drunk driving and like all about how she could have been in the car with him, you know? And like, uh, I mean, it's like very, but it was like just the last two minutes of the episode. The whole rest of the episode is just just a regular episode. Just a regular episode. Yeah. That's that's but it, it stuck with me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's good storytelling, right? You don't have to like slam well, the, the people in the face with it. You can just slide it in there and make them know. Right. Because I'm gonna look that one up. Because when they're when it's ham fisted and ham handed and beating you over the face with it for half an hour. How are you supposed to take it seriously? Yeah. You know, maybe that's why I didn't, I don't remember these. Cause I don't remember any of these. I, I know I didn't see that episode. I think I would have yeah, remembered it. it. Is. This is crazy. I just looked it up. What, what episode was season? Sandy. Yeah. It, yeah. Just saying that, you know, he's. It's just the name of the episode. Sandy. Four, it was deep into the season. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that's 1989. That's wow. Crazy. Okay. So it was late, late, early 90s. Early 90s. Some of, some of these episodes, when I look back, at, 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 it makes me wonder, you know, what, what the hell happened in between the early 90s and now that I'm looking at some of these very special episodes and they're all about stuff that we we're still fighting over whether it's a problem or not. <laughs> like, like family matters. There's an episode called good cop, bad cop where Eddie Winslow, who's the son, you know, the teenage son you're talking about, and then he goes to the, and, to the diner where they're eating. And, and he basically, he gets arrested for being black. Yeah. In the right? wrong and, and that's what the whole episode is about that. Uh, he gets arrested for being a black kid in a white neighborhood, nothing else. It's so it's, a, it's, it's an episode about racial profiling. And that was like 1994. And, and I mean, not- like oh. we, we still have, uh, we basically uh, are fighting a civil war right now about whether or not racism even exists, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like, crazy. It wasn't a sitcom by any means, but 90210. Mm-hmm. And the the episode, the episode when David's best friend shoots himself by accident. Oh wow! Yeah. I mean, am I blowing your mind right now? 
what are we talking about all the time? Gun control, gun control, gun control. control. And that kid just, he, he loved the wild, you know, he loved guns and he loved, and he saw his dad and he just wanted to show his, you know, David his gun. And he remember that that was very special 90210. Somebody's going to die. Everybody knew it. Yeah. Right. Oh, big deal. But, but yeah, I mean, centered around the Walsh's and the family and that you could watch it with your parents and you wouldn't get embarrassed. Right. Right. Sure. It's kind of taking that, the, uh, the teenage themes, the coming of age themes and, and putting a note. Sometimes you have to deal with the real world as an adult theme. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I guess the more the the more you think the world is changing, the more you're just not paying attention to the things that that aren't changing anymore. It feels like because mm-hmm. you pick, pick any one of these very special episodes, any any one of them, and they may may not be scandalous to put it on TV anymore, but the issues are still there. There's drunk driving, gun control, uh, racial drugs, violence, and- drugs. And uh, probably, racism, probably sexual, racism, sexual, you know. uh, so, yeah, that was the other very special. Ep- well, I think there sure. every season of every show had its own very special episode. It's sure. just some of them are more memorable than others. But there's another family ties episode where one of uh, the dad's co workers uh, basically sexually assaults Mallory. There's what like, you know? Oh, yeah, real. That show got dark sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it did. That show had had some very real moments, but so this episode, Edgar, because you look perplexed. Well, it's just uh, it's right? just like I'm just wondering what what was I doing during these during these years because I don't remember any of these episodes that you guys are talking about, and I'm just uh-huh. and I'm also wondering like what what could have influenced all this TV, like why? I mean, aside from just I entertainment, times, I think the I, times did. But I mean, the I times think- are even worse now than. I don't want to say they're worse now, but I mean, we're more aware of these kind of issues now. Like you guys. Well, and I think that's, I think that's what, that's what the point of all of it was with these, these episodes. TV was evolving into a place where people didn't want to see the Brady bunch anymore. You know, they didn't, they didn't want to see, they didn't want to see, I love Lucy. They didn't, they, they still wanted to see the idealized version of the American family. The but still wrapped up by the end. The, the right, yeah. Uncle went to get help at the end. Right. There was all. There was a, usually a happy ending or or, or a reasonable resolution right. to to all of these episodes. But I think um, people wanted to push the boundaries of can we bring a little bit more realism into the pabulum that we're making? You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and especially like. In the 80s, America was going through a, a really conservative swing. Um, you know, the Reagan America was very, very much um, we're going we're we're going to do our best to to pretend that 1950s sitcoms were a, a reflection of reality, and we're going to try to enforce that reality on the American consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there was there was a lot of you know no we none of us are that naive and we want to see some reality because 
we're living in a world of, of new challenges and, and new realities and, and we can't pretend they're not real. So I think that's where the very special episodes came from because you were never allowed to do too much that was provocative in TV before like the late seventies. Well, one of the things that bothers me with like the Reagan era, especially with in particular, the fact that you bring up that, that Nancy Reagan was in that episode of of different strokes is the fact that they started the whole war on drugs Yeah, and, and the damage it's done to the, the black population of the United States is immense. And then they did it. They did this episode where the cast is black on the show and she's telling them yeah. that drugs are bad. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it's just, it, it's, it's kind of, there, it, there's, it does something to me where it's just like, okay, what is going on here? You're telling, it's almost like you're shooting a warning shot saying, okay, we're coming after you. All right. Just so you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to hit all the other people that look like you because they're warning. They're basically warning people of color. You know, and, and it's they just like they weren't the best with that. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. she, um, I mean, hey, she was against, you know, some cell research until her husband got Alzheimer's and then she was like, oh, um, cell research. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Yeah. I, uh, there's uh, anybody who's listening. Go ahead and go ahead and listen to the Ronald Reagan. It's two part episode of the dollop. Find the Ronald Reagan episode of the dollop. It's worth listening to especially if you have like a romanticized idea of the Reagans and Reagan's America in your mind, it's worth listening to that episode. I don't know. I don't know a lot, but I do know that like during that time on TV, it was AIDS and hair, Mm -hmm. hair. And you, you know what I mean? Like, yep. Yep. Crazy music, crazy music. It was the 80s, late 80s. That's a crazy ass time. It it was a crazy time. There was a lot going on. And, uh, you know, there was no, well, I don't, we're we're not going to devolve into a political episode here. It's not 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 politics. No, I was about to. I was about to go down that road and I stopped myself. But, you know, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on in the 80s, especially as you got to the late 80s. A lot of things coming to boil, uh, you know. They couldn't ignore it in these. Right. They couldn't ignore. There there was special AIDS episodes. Yeah, there there was a very special AIDS episode on on Mr. Belvedere. Uh, Wesley's friend. Wesley's friend got AIDS through a blood transfusion. Uh, Mr. Belvedere? On Mr. Belvedere, I yeah. That episode. Yep. Oh my goodness. Because Ryan White had. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or maybe we were all aware of Ryan White. We were all aware of. Uh, I think we were all yep. aware. Yep. Ryan White was a cultural phenomenon because well, it was. Well, he was. He got a blood from a blood transfusion, correct? Yeah, he like the first face of like, hey. It, yeah, it's not just it's not just the quote unquote people who you don't want to admit exist. This is a real disease that and, and that I affects believe, everybody. You know, I believe that. Ev- I mean, I would I would register a guess that almost every major network television had, a, had some kind right. of relation to Ryan White, 
the, the AIDS quilt yep. could have been in it. I mean, that was when Michael Jackson was singing about him. Yep. The AIDS quilt? What's the AIDS quilt? What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you said AIDS quilt. Are you sure you lived through the 80s? I mean, I'm, yeah. Are you? Uh, what? How old are you? <laughs> I'm 45, but I've never heard of the AIDS quilt. Dude, it made the rounds. What? I have no idea. What is it? I believe, though I could be wrong, that when I walked for hunger in like 1991, I signed a patchwork that was going on the AIDS quilt. Never heard of it. It was a quilt that was constructed by people from all over the United States. And they would make patches for people who had died of AIDS or, or, you know, a Girl Scout troop would like make a patch that said like, I don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was enormous. Enormous. And and so like people would contribute sections of the quilt. And and they stretched it over the mall, didn't they? They they stretched it over the mall outside of the, uh, like the reflecting pool, I think. What mall? Uh, In Washington, D.C. I have have vivid memories of like seeing. Never heard of it. Let me ask you this. Edgar, because this is how I define, in my mind, this is the definition of somebody who grew up in the 80s. Were you so terrified of having sex because you were convinced that the first time you had sex, you were going to get AIDS and die? Of course. Okay. I, I, I was so you grew of, up in the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. I was worried. I was worried. I was, there, was, there was a few things I was worried about. I was worried about getting AIDS. I was worried about getting locked up. I was worried about getting shot by gangbangers. So you were you were a walking, talking, very special episode. Very much. So I was living it. Maybe maybe that's why I wasn't paying attention to maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. But like, yeah. So like, because one of the things, I mean, I grew up on the southwest side of Chicago in, in, a, in an area called Little Village. Hey, Little Village was rough, man. In the 80s, especially. It was, but it was just like. Tell me about Little Village, actually, okay, so, because I have my own preconceptions about it. So. This is, this is, and you can correct, you can kind of jump in as I say this, but like my, my, my experience growing up in, in Little Village was that primarily Mexican, uh, people of Mexican descent in that area. If there are other people, there's very few other people. Uh, some other people from other Latin uh, populations might be in there, like Colombians, Cubans, etc. But mostly, mostly, mostly Mexican. And in Little Village, you could almost say that a, a, a majority might be from an area called Durango or whatever. Mm. Doesn't matter. What the? But my my experience growing up was like I didn't want to get bit by a dog. I didn't want to get AIDS. I didn't want to get locked up uh, because. One of the things, too, is it's like, all right, and I didn't want to get shot by gangbangers because, I mean, we saw a lot of both. You mm-hmm. saw a lot of cops and you saw a lot of gangbangers, right? I didn't want to get kidnapped. That was a big one for me. Kidnapped? Really? That makes sense. I mean, because you're a woman, right? That was not and a concern for me. Suburban, a suburban white kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt... I I yeah. felt like there were a lot. We had, um, did you ever have passwords growing up? Like to like pick you up from like school? Nope. They just picked us up. In fact, I would walk no, home from school. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. And like, I was a city mom, kid. If your mom but... pick you up, or if your dad couldn't pick you up, like don't trust anybody. They should know your password. So, like, if my mom's, if like my mom had a friend pick me up from school, the friend had to be like, "Hey, Leah, I'm here to pick you up from school. The password is, you know." Karate. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, I never had that. Never yeah. had that. Yeah. And I think because we had that, I was scared of being kidnapped. Oh, sure, sure. Mm. You know, be, being my head. being overly protectionist with your kids is going to turn them into paranoids. You know, well, like, here's, well, that's well, what happened with the hippies. The well, hippies. Here's sure, the, yeah. Here's the problem with that. Well, no, the the hippies turned into Reaganites. Yeah. You know. Well, well, here's the problem with 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 this situation, right? Like, okay, so you're you're saying maybe we shouldn't have passwords. Maybe we should, but like the thing is. Now and, and stories like this, right? Uh, my um, my niece, one of her friends in school, almost got kidnapped when she well, was it's little. Very real thing. It's a very real thing, and it's what is the likelihood of that happening? I don't know. Like I don't know. Like maybe a million to one. Who knows? But this guy was crazy. Like this guy rolled up on the school, and as the kids were coming out of school he jumped out of his van and attempted to like kidnap a kid right off the, right off the sidewalk. Okay. Like in front of people in front of other adults, like he was not well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he, the, I guess I can't remember. He didn't get a kid, you know, basically, which he, is he, good. Thankfully. Right. <laughs> he did not get what he wanted, but like he, he jumped out of the car you know, scared a bunch of people basically, but nabbed the kid and tried to drag the kid into the, into the, into the vehicle, but was stopped right somehow. And then he tried to get away. And then I think three or four blocks down or something, the cops actually caught him. What have you, but like there were enough people there to kind of stop the man from happening. I mean, stop the man from actually kidnapping anybody. Yeah. And, and the problem is, is this like, okay, so what do we do? Do we, do we make all our kids live in fear like this, like with the password and stuff, or do we not do it and then actually be at risk for this right thing to happen? It's like insurance, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you have to buy insurance in case you get hurt, but what if you don't ever get hurt? Do you ever get that money back? Like you're never <laughs> going to get that peace of mind back, you know? No. All right. And you're right. And it's I'm scared. Nuts. Scared of this one. I'm always like, oh, you know. Oh, sure. Sure. Although honestly, I I feel like growing up in a city is better for kids than growing up in the suburbs or He's growing aware. up growing up rurally. I think it makes you a little bit more aware out of necessity. Definitely. You're you're just just by necessity, based on your surroundings, they you're just, just more aware. And, you know, even weird stuff like that, like you're taught at a very early age in the city, like about the alleys and about stuff, right. you know, whereas like if you live on a cul-de-sac and you're running across the street, you right. know, at your friend's house. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know uh, I'm as somebody who lives in the suburbs, but somebody who grew up in the city, I, I just I feel like there are a lot of things that I see in my own boy that are kind of missing. Uh, there's a certain reality that that he's been sheltered from. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, he could live the entire rest of his life and never have to confront those realities unless he decides to go and live in the it city. It would be okay. You know? I mean, it would be okay. I mean, he'd be fine. Yeah. Although there, 
there is a different strokes coming up again. There's a different strokes episode where Sam gets kidnapped. Yes. And, and it's so, it's a bizarre episode because Sam gets kidnapped by some guy who lost his own son and like the son died. Uh-huh. And the, the guy kidnaps Sam, brings him home, tells his wife that Sam was a homeless kid he found living in a box and they were going to adopt him. And they yeah. kept him for like a week. You going to take a shower? All right. Thanks for the update. <laughs> so, I just see like one of the things uh, that I learned because I'm paranoid and I am one of the reasons I, and it's one of the reasons that I've taken martial arts my whole life is because I'm paranoid. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things you learn is, is that the likelihood of, of a kid getting kidnapped is not very likely. The person that's right. going to kidnap a kid is most likely someone that knows the kid somebody who's yeah. a family member right and the highest possibility of the person the the that the kidnapper being is like a dad or a mother from like yeah. a separated situation yeah. right and, and so like didn't he like know like the family or something no no see so so like that scenario Unless i'm remembering it wrong i don't think so so that scenario is highly unlikely except and, with the latest surge in um child trafficking or like right yeah like but i don't the, understand it's also go ahead i see like i don't know all the specifics about that it's relatively new to me so i don't i don't have like facts and figures in sure. my head but but i, I know that it, it's happening and it's, it's yeah fairly high but they usually prey on homeless people so like the the girls and and boys that they that they kidnap are usually like kids that are living on the street to begin yeah. with. And I mean, man, it's, uh, it's easy to go down that road where you start seeing threats everywhere now because news is so accessible. There's always, yeah, and, and everything is sensationalized. And every time there's some kind of high profile case about a missing kid or something like that, it's splashed all over the news, all over the country, all over the world. But the reality is, and I mean, you can look into the the FBI crime statistics if you want. You know, I'm not going to bother uh, preaching numbers at you. But like the, the reality is we're living in a world where it's literally never been safer for kids because there are cameras everywhere and everybody has a phone. And uh, like like the, the reality is that like the safest time in the history in the, of the world to be a kid is right now. But it just doesn't feel that way. It doesn't sick right now either because they're all wearing masks. And so I haven't had to wipe out, you know, snot mm-hmm. in a year. So, yeah, <laughs> right. Bro. <safe. laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that whole abduction craze thing started in the in the mid 80s. It started it with with some particular girl. Oh. I forgot. I can't remember the name of the situation. Was it John Bonet? Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, I. But that was like in the early nineties. No, it was a little further back. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But it's. But there was like a movie of the week. There was a constant stream of. Well, that's a made for TV. Yeah, movies of the week. I mean, those concentrated on just the worst ideas that you could have. And what was going on? Like what? Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. They, they, they would churn them out like, like they were in, in like four days, you know, and they were kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there were, there was a period of time there where like there was a movie of the week every week about somebody, some kid getting kidnapped or a cheerleader mm-hmm. getting hazed or, or murdered or yeah. Like- there, there's one I remember really specifically it's called my name is, I know my name is David. I know and my name is David. Oh my God. I've never you heard remember of it. it. You remember it? Yeah. And it's just, it's about a kid who got kidnapped and was held by the kidnappers for years. And the only thing he knew, like when he finally got rescued, I cannot. The, the only thing he's he, like, I know my name is David. I'm so nervous. So oh. hold on, hold on. So tell me more about this movie because. Of course, yeah, I don't remember. It. I don't remember it. Who? So when was it released? Like who? Oh my God! Come on! No, no, no! Right. I want to know. I'll get on the Google. I'll get on the Google. No, I just want to know. Like, like when was it? Is it based on a real story? Like, what? What are the details? It's, I know my name is Stephen. Stephen. Oh, Stephen. Sorry, Stephen. I know my, my dad. Even, and it was amazing. oh my god and there's the promo picture of it and i read that is etched into exactly my memory and it's just a picture that's a kid. exactly what i thought oh of. my god uh let's see it's, no i guess it, it is based on a real story it's a real story yep yeah was yep. it abdu- steven steven stainer yep was abducted uh in 1972 Jesus Christ. And held uh, at the age of seven and held until he was 14. 14? Yeah. So he was held for seven years. And like, that's, and it, you know, I don't know the actual story. I just remember that miniseries. And it's just like the, at the end of it, he's like, I know my name is Steven. And that's like it. That's all he knew. And, uh, but, but like, that was a theme. There were so many shows about like kids getting abducted. Oh. Uh, there was one, I don't remember the name of it, but it, it, it made me so, so distraught. I can't believe my parents let me watch it, but it was about some kid who like uh, his parents get divorced. The dad uh, abducts him, runs away with him and then sets oh. him on fire. What? I don't know, but dude, Think about it. I just had I just had this thought. Think about it. What's the movie? Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop is and about a kidnapping. You, you're like, it's going along. It's a great movie. This is a great movie. Great movie. And then all of a sudden, it is dark. They have set that fight that, yeah. that it, on fire. And he is trying to get his kid. It is scary as that- that yeah. movie flips the script from being on a dime to like on instantly, a dime uncomfortably. Like yes. it, flip, it flips the script from being this really kind of chill right. and this time family time. friendly, you know. Uh, oh, they're black. almost black comedy, right? You know, like yeah. And then, and then, like the third act of that movie, it just it it's not gradual. It just it's flips, and it's dark. And the grandma's in on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. the kid, and it's scary. Yeah, that was that time. That that was that was the mentality of it. Oh man, 
So we're <laughs> so we got we're very special episodes. A good thing in the long run, do you think? Well, I think it was. Think, <laughs> I think they were just a, the traumatization no, I, of America. I, I digress because I do think that they were a good thing in the long run, but. It is interesting to think about that stuff now and how raw it was. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's hard for me to say that they were a good thing in terms of bringing more awareness about things. I, I don't know that they really did that. But what I will say is they set the path for more sophisticated television and better storytelling. 100%. Because I mean, TV has gotten TV shows, sitcoms in particular, just got so much more sophisticated and so much more realistic. And and the the things that people went through just without without having those special episodes anymore, just written into the into the storytelling. Character arcs got much complex and like backgrounds of characters got more complex, you know, right. I mean, full circle, but even talking about Grey's Anatomy, like think about Grey, like her mom had Alzheimer's, I believe. So that was- Or dementia of some kind. That was like always like an underlying theme that like we don't really talk about, but like that does affect like a lot of people. Yeah. Like all these just like real complex like character arcs now because maybe because we had the special episode and had those special characters. Uh, Yeah, right. We had those, we had a whole decade where there was always this special episode going on. Then it got to the point where it's like, okay, we don't need to shoehorn that into a special episode. We can just thematically introduce these things as part of the show. And it, it, it did lead to better TV. It led to better, better everything entertainment wise, because now introducing reality and and high stakes wasn't something that you had to to like pluck an episode out of the overarching series and make that special now you can just now you can weave that stuff in and and make it just a regular everyday sort of situation well here's the problem i have with it though and 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 my problem with it is is that it's the anxiety that it causes right i mean it 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 seems to have kind of left this kind of thought in our heads that we're worried about things that we should be worried about. You know, I, I, I mean, like I said, you know, yeah. my, the neighborhood I grew up in, it was in the city that it was in the inner city of Chicago. It wasn't, or, you know, it's in the city of Chicago. It's wasn't exactly Pleasantville. Right. Mm-hmm. But I rode my bike everywhere. You know, I, 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 there's a couple of times when my bike almost got stolen from me, but it didn't, you know, yeah. there was one time that my bike got stolen, but I wasn't there. You know, yeah, so it was like stuff like that. Like I, I lived life. There was a couple of times I went to the grocery store. No, there's one time that I remember one time. I shouldn't say a couple of times. One time I went to the grocery store and somebody jumped out of an alley and shot down the street. Right. And, and like with a silver pistol, I remember it like plenty as day. No, nobody was worried about these things. But now, now I don't let my kids you know, go outside by themselves. When I was a kid, I'd go outside and I didn't come in. I didn't come back into the house till 10 o'clock. And that was on a yeah. school night, you know, yeah. now on the weekend, they might let me stay out till about 1030. I'm talking about little guy. I'm talking about seven, yeah, years sure. old, five years. No, not, not five, but seven, eight, 
you know, 10 years old, I was out there hanging out with the other kids on the street. Right. Mm-hmm. And nothing ever happened to me because right. you learn, yeah. you learn, you don't go that way. You don't go this way. You, you, you be careful with that guy sure. over there. You be careful with that guy over there. If this goes, hap- if this happens here, you go around the other way. So like, I, I'm still worried about these things. I don't, even though I'm, I live in an area far from all this, right? Mm-hmm. My kids are probably safer than I ever was growing up, but because I'm worried about these things that we're talking about, these, these, these topics, these, you know, possible awful things that could happen to us that were featured in these shows. I don't let my kids go outside by themselves. <laughs> well, you I mean, I don't, I don't think that's because of, I don't think that's because of like sitcoms or special episodes. No, no. That might be part of it. I think it is. I think it's part of it, but I don't think it's, it's the only reason. It's because we're inundated with all we're, this information. We're assaulted on a daily Assault, basis. Assaulted is the perfect word. Yes, yes. We're, we're, and so Social like- Social media, fucking so TV, all of everything. All horrible stories about- uh, some kid getting kidnapped or what was the, the kid? Oh God, it was, it was news all year last year. And now I can't remember the names, but it's, uh, like his, his mom and stepdad, uh, killed him and and then they ran off to Hawaii. It was in Idaho. And, and I mean, you're inundated with like, like this stuff makes the news. And then, and now because of social media, it never gets out of the news. And so it's always right there in your head that this stuff and is happening. Like murder mystery podcasts and murder mystery. Sure. <laughs> we just did an episode about that. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, we just did an episode. We just <laughs> released it. You listen to it. He, of them. he yeah. just posted it today. You should listen to it. You'll That's get a kick terrible. out of it. I will listen yeah. tomorrow because that I've, I got thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, well, we can revisit it because because uh, we really liked doing that episode. Well, so, I enjoyed it. I don't know if Dan did because then I got all bent out <laughs> of got, shape. I got really worked up. I get very animated. Uh, well, but uh, I mean, just for an ex- like, I was listening to this really good podcast called Long May They Run about like music festivals and fish and. <laughs> And it was like really Wait, I thought you were a Dave Matthews fan. I am, but like we we all come from somewhere. And like, <laughs> and like I, I, I came from fish. And like I was listening to it and I was like really into it. And like I was running and the podcast ended and it was like and it was like a three-minute like teaser for their next 12. Sure. Whatever. And it Jeez. was like they were alone in the woods. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> and that's what, and that's what it, I'm like, this is really scary. It was like a three minute, like all about this murder. And I'm yeah. like, who's listening to this? Everybody. I am. Buddy. I, I listen. A lot of people. Yeah. And, and so like, it, we're nervous about things because you can't escape them in in media, in social media, in whatever, nervous about. hammered over your head that, oh, it's a yeah. dark and brutal world yeah. and horrible things yeah, happen. Yeah. When the reality of it is, yeah, horrible things happen, but they're rarer and rarer every single year. You know, uh, law enforcement gets better at preventing these things or just, you know, uh, technology gets better at preventing things. You know, um, but you never hear that side of the story. You just hear about the horrible, horrible things that well, happen. The news got to make news, right? They, they, mm-hmm. they need a story, well, right? Yes. So, yeah. But like, for example, one of my favorite shows before I had kids was Law and Order SVU. 
Wow. <laughs> Once I part have part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Now that I now that the show now that I have kids, I can't I can't even get past it tugs at your because it tugs at you, right? Well, I'm it makes me anxious, right? It oh. makes because it's always a kidnapping no. situation, right. right? Or something well, awful or, like or that. Well, SVU was is always about Sex- uh, sexual assault, sexual you know, assault. those SVU and, and and it's it's horrible. <laughs> like it's a it's a fantastic show, and all Great the show. Law and Order shows are, but like from week to week they're they're pitching just the worst possible crime that you could imagine happening mm-hmm. and because it's week after week after week after week of this it's like well this must be happening all the time you know i i think there's truth in that i think there's truth in that and i think there's truth in coming back to those special episodes where like in the 80s we were like well this must be happening all the time mm. these you know this is this is real Yeah, I I think it would be a lot healthier for all of us if we could think about it in terms of instead of this must be happening all the time, thinking about it in terms of this must happen a lot more commonly than we may think of it. Still exceed rare. (laughs) And let's know about it and be educated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But but no, I I mean, culturally speaking, we're not. We're very um, sensationalized. Just yeah. the way we even think about things, just being part of the culture is we think about things sensationally. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, we do. Uh, it's just part of who we are. It's part of, it's part of who, who America is. And I think it- Bigger, and, everything has to yeah. be better. Everything has to be extra-sized. Yeah, everything, everything has to slap you across the face and leave a red mark. Everything has, that's the only way that anything gets through. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, and maybe they thought that in the, you know, maybe they thought, well, we're going to have to slap people. Now, I, I, I wonder about it. it. It would actually be really fun to like get a hold of some of the producers or the writers from these very special episodes and just talk about them. Like, what was the thought process there? Because I'm willing to bet it wasn't i'm sure some of it was sensationalization like we're going to get eyeballs if we do this you know that would be amazing if we could get somebody like that characters how did they pick that like right dj was going to be the one that you know stole the beer from uncle jesse yeah how did they how did they pick that like you know it was going to be sam that got you know and also you know why was this the time like why did you think why was it all of a sudden like this was the time that that you guys all of a sudden felt comfortable getting provocative you know what was it what what, what spun those wheels yeah. what what made those right. gears turn what was it and what was going on in pop culture at that time and i i think a lot of it comes back to and i'm a little bit of a of a history buff on on certain things but a lot of it comes back to you know, in the the 60s and the 70s were kind of this huge cultural swing totally. uh, where culture got more liberalized, let's totally. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say liberalized, I don't mean in a political sense. I mean, people people started to break out of certain norms. Well, um, we're being flushed on TV. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not political. It's yeah. just, it was re- things became more real. They right. showed women and men in the same bed. Yeah. 
Right. They showed married couples sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to make that point because in the 50s, they wouldn't allow, they, they wouldn't was, do that. No. Nope. And I remember thinking, like, is that how they used to sleep together in the, in the, in the, back then? Like, I remember they, thinking that too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why would you, what? You don't hug on your wife while you go to sleep or your wife hug on you? Like, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think there, there was just, um, I, I can't think of a different word for it. I don't want to, I don't want to use liberal. I don't want to use liberal or conservative. I really don't because God help me. I just, I don't. Well, huh? I mean, there, there, there was a lot of like social rights movements happening there in those, yeah. there, during those, the seventies. Right. I mean, you had the Chicano era. Yeah. You, had, you know, had, you know, you know, black people were still fighting for, for rights. Everybody was trying to, to, to get, to come to a place where they could have a, a life, Similar yeah. to everybody else on the. On, I I think the going going into the eighties, culturally speaking, there were a lot of Americans who were ready to be seen yeah. that yes. that did not you know women. Uh, I, I mean, it almost sounds ridiculous to say it, but I mean, women are still marginalized, but women were marginalized to the point of not even being considered full humans like well into the 70s and 80s well you know? i mean all in the family mm -hmm. that just through gloria alone i mean right gloria yeah. wanting to work gloria wanting to work before she has a baby gloria having a baby and why do you want to leave your baby and i mean yeah. that was very some of the hardest things with the show is when we do like we do like a retrospective or like we look back on a show because when we go back to that show, the way they treat women in in anything past 2000, going back to um, past 2000, it's horrible. It's just like this. This is horrible. How they how they speak about women, how they treat them. Like, Remember, um, what was the show with Toolman? Who, who's the Toolman? Toolman Taylor. Uh, Tim Home the Toolman. Home Improvement. Yeah. Home Improvement. Even his wife in that show. And that was like mid 90s. Mm -hmm. late mm -hmm. 90s. She there's a whole episode on if she can go back to school. All right. Can you handle it, Tim. Can you can I go back to school? I mean, <laughs> the mid 90s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The whole thing about how, you know, that's a lot to put on your man. And now if I was like, I'm going back to school, Michael would be like, <clears throat> OK, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, and I think so. So I think there was a lot of that culturally as we were heading into the 80s. Absolutely. And then there was this huge sort of pendulum swing back to and I say, quote unquote, because it's a fantasy, conservative American values or traditional American values. Well, and there was like this huge swing back to that, that it was like the entire 80s. And and. I think there was, um, there was definitely, let's say, a lot of fringy pushback to that because you know you had in the early '80s you had punk music and you had heavy metal coming on big, and um, and that was kind of the kind of reactionary to how soft and sedate certain parts of society wanted America to look. Mallory really expressed a lot of that in Family Ties. Yep. Date. What was the boyfriend's name? He had the earring and the. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Nick. 
Nick. The boyfriend was hair. Nick. Hey, and Nick, he was Nick. older. And he was and older and he had the earring and he had the hair and he didn't yeah. really have a job. And like, you know, and that was like showing like this. Yeah. You can't control your kids kind of thing. And I, Family Ties is a fun one to go back and watch. Number one, it's a good show. And even even though a lot of it feels dated, the way that they treat the characters and the dialogue isn't really all that dated. But uh, one of the things I do love about watching that show is is the parents um, were hippies. Yes, they or ex hippies. They, they were they were true true on like love children. Yes, and then you had Alex who was like a staunch Reagan Republican and you had Mallory who was kind of supposed to be this airhead um, teenage girl. And then you had, Oh God, what was the, but, but what was the character's name? Jennifer. Jennifer, You had Jennifer who was like smart. She was, she was. Yeah. Yeah. And And what? She was the, she was the kid. She was the kid. kid. Okay. And then as she aged out, they brought, another kid um but but so you had these interesting dynamics between the characters but what i love going back on that show is watching so so the parents are supposed to be the 80s ideal of liberals except you watch family ties and you see them and you're like so being a liberal in the 80s was being a republican basically basically huh uh because they are um for for being pitched out as being like former love children they're super super into like the traditional two and a half children you know um mom stays at home kind of family kind of model starting you know to work again because she raped the kids are mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. go back to work but right she didn't do that while she was raising them right right um is uh, it, it's kind of interesting. So, so like the the idea of liberal in the eighties was was basically conservative. Uh, although, I mean, anymore that's also true. Like, uh, I mean, that's still true today. Uh, uh, if if you're liberal, I mean, our our version of liberal is anywhere else's version of staunch conservative. Totally. Totally. Um, but again, now, now I, I'm not trying to make value judgments. I'm not trying to make value statements. These are just observations, like what we consider. And I, I mean, I feel um, certain enough to say this that I think that you know, I I feel like it's it's truthful. It's an accurate uh, portrayal of our society. Our version of liberal is not very liberal. Yeah. So, um, Leah. Yeah. What what episode did you bring? Like, did you look up? I, did- I brought bits and pieces of all of them, so I've kind of been interjecting my okay. My 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 main one was Webster. Webster. Oh yeah, Webster episode because it had just happened. Like, an actual event in my life brought me to that episode. <laughs> like when I was looking at how- Cause you were looking, right, right. And I instantly was like, absolutely not. That's hilarious. That's and so hilarious. I thought that that was really funny. So I was like, I'm gonna bring that to the pod because <laughs> that, I you know mean, things that, that stick in your brain. Like, you know, I can recite, you know, 
commercials from the 80s and 90s too. It's mm. just useless in my brain. Yeah, and it's never going away. It's never going anywhere. No, no. Now, in, okay instead of instead of being able to speak a foreign language, you have an encyclopedic knowledge of of McDonald's commercials from the 1980s. There yeah. you go. So that's that's my excuse. I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge of of old shows. I have a language. Yeah, there. Now we know why. And there yeah. you go. That's my reason. Okay. I thought right. you were going to be like, now, Leo, when is your son coming in to disrupt this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Yeah. We've got about, I, I'd give us about five minutes until he starts to lose it. And I'm going to have to do that time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Yeah. But. Well, but I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think we've we've, we've I'd give it, I'd give it seven seven minutes tops. I you know, <laughs> I can hear. <laughs> but I do. I mean, I just think that you know those episodes almost shaped me. I mean, that's more what I was coming. Yeah, coming into it as is like look at the stuff that stuck with us even to this day at 41 at 42 that we can remember the even feeling of that yeah episode the feeling of the drunk driving episodes like that it's it's still yeah. uncomfortable to talk about yeah and and you'd watch those episodes as a kid you'd be watching them and you would feel weird you would, you would feel like obligated to watch it, but you would feel like anxious and like, I don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. So I have to ask, when you guys were watching these episodes, were you guys watching it with your parents or were you guys in the room uh, by yourself? Sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes my parents had better things to do. My so mom then, and I always watched um, Party of Five together. Huh? Oh, really? Yeah, because she loved it. I loved it. And those were some some deep issues going on. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was, that was more like a drama. TGIF, my parents, I feel were in the room. I don't necessarily know if they were watching. Huh. We would always watch like, Perfect Strangers. My parents and yeah, I, like, I think Perfect that, Strangers and Night Court. Night Court. My parents loved Night Court. Yeah, I, I love Night Court. My parents watched Cheers. I remember Cheers. We, we were not a Cheers household. Um... I'm trying to think what other ones my parents like really like. Like my parents watched, yeah, Perfect Strangers. And I don't think they were My parents loved. Well, yeah, and Growing Pains. Growing Pains, my parents like. It was like mandatory watching Growing Pains. Yeah. I don't think there was a very special episode of Perfect Strangers, though. I don't think they did that. I don't think they did. There was a very special. (laughs) There was a lot of like weird kind of cultural thing going on there where because Belky, the guy well, who played Belky. And, yeah. And I think the reason why we loved that show so much was because I mean we had family like that. Uh you know when when there was in like 1984, a cousin, my mom's cousin, just showed up on the doorstep and hello is is me from Poland. I'm here to live, you know? Um, and I'm so, I mean, this, it wasn't like, and so, so that the whole idea of that show, and I mean, that wasn't the only time that happened, right? Uh, there were a lot of people coming here from Poland in the 1980s to escape communism, you know? Oh, wow. And, um, 
And so like that show resonated with us in, in a lot of ways. Like it was definitely over the top, uh-huh. but, but there were a lot of those kind of weird culture clash moments that they made fun of that really resonated. It was also, like, interesting that like our parents didn't need to be in the room. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that was some pretty like, I can leave the room. My kids yeah. can be safe watching this programming. Yeah. Um, I remember, you see, I, that's probably why it resonated with me. Cause I mean, that that's me all the time. You know, when I was growing up, I mean, we lived in a Mexican neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, it's all these, everybody spoke a, at least two languages in that neighborhood. Yeah. And so like yeah. down with that show. Well, and that's, you yeah. know, I grew up, up, up until the point at which I went to school, I started going to school. I spoke Polish and I understood Polish. Really? You and spoke then, Polish? You never told me this. And then I started going to school and nobody spoke Polish at school. And so I kind of stopped doing it because I felt weird about it. What? Yeah. You see, that's funny. The funny thing about, about Mexican culture is if you don't speak Spanish, uh, you they make you feel weird about it. You're like, you're not Mexican enough. Like, there's always a reason you that they can make fun of you. Uh, and one of the one of the things is is like oh you have an accent oh you have an accent too you lived uh, here most of your life too you know but i mean there's always this competition of who's more of the who's more authentic who's more authentic yes i'm like you were born here (laughs) who are you kidding (laughs) but you don't know that when you're a kid right but right it's interesting that you say that about perfect strangers because i loved that show it was hard to not love and it, it was, Chicago. And, and it was Chicago. Was which it was Chicago a, it, too? It was in wow. Chicago, which which was a novelty at the time. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think that's why my parents, I mean, Cheers was a great show, but Cheers was Boston. Like, I'm sure that's why my parents sure. watched it, you know? Sure. Mm. And uh, I mean, I got into Cheers, but that wasn't until college. But, uh, you know, watching it. was a great show, but I don't think there was ever a very special Cheers. No, nah, probably. Oh, not. I doubt it. I, yeah, yeah. But but Cheers was like a super primetime show that wasn't family programming. That you know? was not family. It, it was not the family sitcom. There was sexual tension going on. Right. It was a show about adults for adults. It wasn't. Okay. It was about- <laughs> right. right. Um, we used to watch Dallas. My parents liked Dallas. You watched Dallas. First day of film school or TV, TV film school. Uh-huh. They said, uh, "If you want to be in here, you, you got to know one one thing." And they just lifted up the sheet, you know, the whatever projector screen. Oh yeah. And it just said, "Who shot Jr.?" Yeah. <laughs> I left. He's like, "Come back and let me know." You know. <laughs> that was your film school. What? That was like the first day I wanted. That was the first there. day. Like you got you got to know this. You got to know why this is important. What well, what class was this? It was like intro to intro to TV. You okay. know? So let me ask you, why was it important? Because it shook it shook the world. Okay. <laughs> Everybody yeah. wanted to know. See, yeah, I, I think I, Dallas. Well, Dallas season, whatever. Is it? fair to say that Dallas was like the first primetime soap opera that took the world by storm. Like cliffhanger maybe. That, well I mean, just like the series as a whole though, that show was owned the world. Oh, oh, it's bedtime. It's bedtime. 
I was just telling him that we were wrapping it up. All right. All right. <laughs> don't, don't well, okay, go on. I'm going to be in five minutes. Okay, three minutes. Why don't Why don't we let him wrap it up? There you go. You want to say one card from the day from Crash Point Race or my race? One card would be number one. Oh, and he was number four. All right, I'll meet you in there. Go. I'll be right back. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no that's totally, awesome. totally, totally cool. I mean, when I have kids. I know what it's like. They've been coming in here. I'll be like, get out of here. <laughs> I was like, but do you know who shot JR? <laughs> I do not. Are you asking me? Or are you just, yeah. I do not. But I went to film school, but I didn't go to TV film. I went to just the film. So I don't know all the TV stuff. I just know the film stuff. I was in the animation department. It was so in law. It was. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. Oh. You know what? Uh, before it was. Go, it was Kristen, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It was his sister-in-law yeah. who shot Jr. Just well, so that uh, that everybody who's listening is not in suspense. <laughs> okay, Leah. Well, you've been a wonderful guest. You want to? Well, you got I, anything I, you want to plug? I'm sorry that I'm I'm momming right now. No, you, no, it's, it's, it's life. It's the way it is. Makes you know? everything better. Yeah, good, good that you're mom. This was fun. I love talking about this stuff. Well, let's fun. plug. Let's plug your stuff. Yeah, let's, okay. let's do that. And find me at Leah Berman 3, L-I-A-B-E-R-M-A-N-3 on Instagram. And um, I have a podcast. It's called the Parental Advisory Podcast with Leah Berman. And these guys were just on it. Their episode is coming out on Monday. There you go. Awesome. We should, we should also have this episode out by Monday. Yeah, well. There you yeah. go. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get a little cross pollination. <laughs> and it's a really good episode. I'm really excited about it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on here, Leo. You've thank been great. You. Thank you so much. All right, guys. And now, go put that boy to bed. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for understanding. No, no, totally cool. We're parents too. I know. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Agro Traves. Thank you for being on the show, Roll. We'll catch you next time, guys. Show roll? No, no, no. The, the <laughs> flow roll. I'll edit that. I'll just scratch it out. And then uh, fix that up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on the flow roll podcast. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> That's awesome. The title of the music you're listening to is Paradox by Raxi, and you can find it over at Epidemic Sound. Man, it was really enlightening, right? I mean, it was really good stuff. Really, they're just smart people here talking, you know, and then me, the dummy, hanging out. But good stuff. Maybe I'll get smarter. Who knows? If you like what you heard from Leah Berman, you can find her over at Instagram as Leah Berman 3. L-I-A-B-E-R-M-A-N-3. Make sure you look for her podcast, Parental Advisory with Leah Berman, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget my podcast. Make sure you comment, subscribe, like, press every button uh, that you can find in a positive way for my podcast, wherever you get your podcasts at. Make sure you follow us on Instagram as The Flow Roll. Make sure you go to our website so you can find all our content 
and shop at our store. We have mugs, throw pillows, duvet covers, t-shirts, and so much more. Leah Berman, thank you for being on our show. You were great. I hope you can come back again soon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.